You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Eight oh seven and a half. You're on Wake Up Tucson. One last hour for the week. Me and my friend Sean McCluskey are here. How's it going? We've started off Sean's day with uh, Divine Bovine. Uh, Man, you said yesterday I heard your promo. It said Divine Bovine will be a Food Friday guest. I raced across town, and to my dismay, I beat I beat Ben here. I was like, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's Ben? It's true. I, I raced across town. You give me this? Nothing? And then Ben walks in with a bountiful, beautiful, just, oh, my goodness, of burgers. And yes. so, so when I opened the door, when I, I thought it was Ben, it was McCluskey the, first, the, the right? The look of disappointment on Diesel face hey, was epic. I, I love you, bro, <laughs> but, but you're not Ben. Where's my burger? <laughs> it's a little disappointing. Yeah. So... Um, but he did bring the goods. I mean, he did. He, he did that OMFG. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> let me go. Uh, the um, Mark Van Buren, of course, ran the Marriott University for years. Said and uh, he does a great job. He he's transferred that into the Rito perfectly. He runs the the grandstands like it's a hotel ballroom. It's awesome. Clubhouse. Well, you know what I mean. Just, there's two different things. Just well, he does a good job of the grandstands, too. <laughs> he does. He does. Uh, moving days are horrible at the towers, is what he said. Absolutely. Said Why would they be any? I mean, you got 1,400 people moving into to a building on a day for three weeks. Then Duran Duran uh, Mary said it was Joanna Gaines. I love that episode. We're talking about the extra walk-in bathtub for your dogs. Yeah. It's just a plumbing nightmare at the end of the day. Uh, Stay away from that one. She said, also, we needed a little privacy for the master bathroom, so we got this barn door from the Window Depot. There we go. It's perfect, much better than the... The shower curtain they used to have? <laughs> That's what she said. Yes. The shower curtain. I like the barn doors. See? <laughs> the barn doors work well. And a lot of the a lot of the folks, um, you know, that's the reason why these folks want the barn door is uh, they don't have... Their shifts are different. She's a, a, a nurse worker, and he's not. He's retired military, so they need to keep the peace when somebody's going pee. Um, so anyway, uh, if you're going to Ina and Thornydale, we highly recommend see Susie. Yes, go see Susie. Susie Holland is great at Window Depot at Ina and Thornydale. She, she is my favorite. She helped me do uh, plan our entire re-kitchen thing. She did your kitchen. She did my kitchen. She does a lot of my re- a lot of our remodels that we do. So yeah, and then Erica and um, uh, at GMT, Erica and Jeff yeah. at GMT Stoneworks laid both our countertops, and you know they're just really good people too. Jeff's amazing at what he does. Yeah, he is. His whole crew is really good. Yeah, he's he's like a he's like a granite scientist. Yep. So makes it work. Um, let's get to so uh, Sergio sent me a tweet from Ivan Winget Sanchez over at uh, the Arizona Daily. Uh, sorry, Arizona Republic. Can't get it right. Let's sorry, go. Can't give them credit for that. And so she's. We, we've heard the rumors. There was a couple of stories about a week ago that uh, Sheriff Mark Lamb from Pinal County. Um, the um, there's a full committee hearing uh, where uh, Sheriff Lamb says Trump lost the 2020 election, says fraud did not have a material impact on those results. So it sounds like he's starting off, if he's going to run, he's, he's, or he's not going to be concentrating on the... Election fraud crap? Yes. Okay, so let's talk about election fraud crap. Uh, the Pima County GOP hosted a meeting on Tuesday where Vince Leach was the speaker, 
And Vince Leach, as you know, is our former senator who lost his state senator, who yep. lost his re-election bid uh, in this last election. But he came out and wanted to talk about election integrity. Now, I've said it numerous times in the show, and I'll continue to say it. It's not sexy or press-worthy if you go and try to change election laws. But that's what needs to happen. You have people that are newly elected that are getting things through right now in this session, and we saw it earlier. I'm not going to mention what it was. Yep. But that person who took over for, for uh, Leach, it's got a bill in there. And that bill's getting getting movement. Well, Vince, you were elected for, what, eight years, six years, eight years? You were in both the House and the Senate, and you never put up an election integrity bill or you put anything up mirroring that was something similar to the Florida election laws, which they had all their election results in in one night. We took us a week and a half. We looked like the laughing stock of the damn state. I want to add to this. So remember about two weeks ago uh, when Andy Biggs was on, right, and we were talking, he said he spent the part of his weekend with DeSantis, yeah. and they talked about the election laws yep. on the books in Florida, and he said, we do have a good portion of those already on the books in Arizona, but we did a really bad job enforcing it. Correct. Which, of course, would get you back down to Ducey and or Brnovich. Well, Brnovich didn't do anything, so we'll go there. Yep. But it's all about, you come down here and you preach, and you say all these things, you get all the troops riled up back about the same crap about Trump was cheated in 2020. If you're a political candidate and you run on Trump was cheated on 2020, you're an idiot. It's just that's that's that, that simple. You have to let that go. You have to be the candidate that needs to win by 60% and beat your opponent by 40%. So if you win 60-40, you, I don't care how bad they cheat. You're still going to win. So give me an electable candidate. Don't give me Kerry Lake. Don't give me Donald Trump. And yes, I like Trump, but I, I voted for Kerry because I had to. But she wasn't the right candidate. She came out. She's bombastic. She's threatening. She's just vulgar in a, in a, in a political kind of way. And she's not appealing to the middle class. She's not appealing to the middle voter. And yes, if you're Trump or you're Carrie Lake, you, you really appeal to that far, far right voter. Great. Attila the Hun would be perfect. But you need somebody who's more pragmatic and somebody who's more in the middle. Somebody who's electable. You need to give me somebody electable. Mark Lamb will be electable. He's America's sheriff. He's yep. tough on crime. You'll never hear him say, uh, we need to close the border because of the flow of illegals. We need to close the border for, because of the flow of illegal drugs and fentanyl. That's, he won't say illegals. He won't come out, as he just stated, he won't come out and say, oh, my God, Trump was cheated in or 2020. It's not going to happen. He's not going to come out and say Carrie Lake was cheated either. So what we're learning, right, is you have to do the, you got to do the, we always talk about blocking and tackling, right? You have to do the legislative work, right? And now we've, we've lost the AG spot and governor spot, right? So now the enforcement side, especially since we saw how Katie was so good in the last election as a secretary of state, right? And then Fontes, I mean, right. or Mays, excuse me. Right. All so, of them. Right. That's true, right? Between all three of them, right? Yeah, so we put we, the three together. We've lost those seats now, Right. By running candidates who probably weren't that great, right? Because Fincham is not a great candidate. Um, we already again, about he he he, he got stuck on that Trump Trump lost. He's stuck on that same cycle of just mundane. I mean, come on, get a get a new get a new song, get a new dance, do something, get a new ball of tricks. But you, you got to have something else other than the crap that you keep slinging because it's not working. So I got my uh, Mark Minch, my Mark Fincham fundraising email still. Oh. It says Mark Pynchon for Secretary of State, right? 
I sent it to Matt yesterday because I, I said I made the mistake of saying Saint Frederick's Day, but you know the the Ides of March. What'd you call you call it the fr- the Frides the Frides of March? Frides, Frides of March. So we have this uh, per, this lady that um, that Wendy Rogers got hoodwinked into. Oh yeah, yeah. Testi- testifying at the committee, right? And saying that uh, the cabal or the, the cartel. cartel, the cabal, same thing, right. are all involved in Katie Hobbs and everybody, and it, it makes. Hey, if it's true, that'd be fun. But I mean, most most of it's been shot down, yeah. disavowed. Even Wendy Rogers wants no part of this. How is how is a person buying and and selling and pulling money out of houses and giving it to Katie Hobbs? Is what I want to know. And the and then the 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 representative Perry or whatever and Liz Perry who kind of made this happen. Even she's disavowing the person who talked about this. So after the people who got hoodwinked or the people who put her in there, let me guess, it's in Fincham's email. It's the entire thing. I, right? So literally, the Fincham... I give up. The, I'm, I'm telling you, this is what I'm talking about. You can't be this dumb. This is like torture. You're never going to win. What are you, who, who's, he, who's he playing to here? The 5%, the 2%, the 1% of the hard, hard, harder, right? Come on. He's just looking for the money, right? Because in the end, it's always about... All these things from Fincham are about the money. So it's breaking Hobbs Fontes accepting Sinaloa cartel bribe money. That's the title of it. Oh, and that plays all the way across the country because there's going to be somebody giving them money on that. This is all national stuff, right? So it's like, if you missed, hashtag Cartel Katie was trending on Twitter, and it appears and it appears like a good reason. <laughs> so anyway, just want to make sure that, you know. And so what's Mark need money-wise? Let's get back to the end. Um, let's see. What's he need money for? So if you the two you got a donate button, but there's a fight fraud button. Uh, he oh he needs to raise twelve and a half thousand this week to pay the lawyer for lawyer fees to keep up the fight. Two buttons. There's the fight fraud button and the fight the cartel lawyer button. I'm gonna hit that one. The cartel lawyer. I want to see what happens there. You oh my. Then you can donate by my, his picture. My web blog. Oh there he is. Look at him with a thumbs up. Outside. Fifteen. 35, I can do 5,300 or other. Mm. I think I'm going to do the 5,300. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh-huh. Just walk over to your toilet, take the 5,300, and let it just sprinkle into the, and then flush it. Give it the Pima County sewer wastewater. That way it'd be better off. Be I, better should, I should at least buy a bunch of barn doors. So 817 <laughs> in the morning, you're on with Sean McCluskey, Christy, Simone, uh, Mark, Mark Fincham's... Uh, Happy uh, St. Fr- I can't wait. To, if there's a St. Patrick's Day one. You know there will be. <laughs> it's come, That'll be one on Monday. Who are you kidding? Uh, I'm 116th Irish, and I'm like the fighting Irish. We're going to get that fraud. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 817 in the morning. Off the AJA Asia album that Matt played a little bit yesterday. Wake up, Tucson. 10th through the voice. All right, come on! No tub thumping, no chumbawamba. You missed it. Man, already was played. Already must have been driving. Already played, buddy. Sorry, Sean McCluskey, Christy Simone. um, It's uh, National Anthem Day. Yes, sir, it is. So I was saying that the uh, Whitney Houston version, of course, is pretty amazing. And I said right away, said Chris Stapleton just did one hell of a rendition. Where was that at? Super Bowl. Oh, here here in Arizona. 
Okay, <laughs> a couple Sundays ago. So when I did the um, like what five? I'm I'm not I'm not counting down or anything. Or wait, where's when's football, when's football coming back? When's football coming back? <laughs> well, it's on right now. <laughs> That's not football. Sure it is. XFL and then the USFL uh, yeah. starting in just like another week. We got two has been football. It's like watching D League basketball. Nobody does that. Hey, did I see my boy Kevin uh, Jive Kevin Kevin Sovlin? He uh, he's now the offensive coordinator at uh, Maryland. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. He, yep. Somewhere. Got back into college ball. Yep. Stoops is in the XFL. One of the Stoops is not not Mike. The other Stoops. Mark? Uh, no. Bob. Bob. Bob, that's right. Jimmy. Jimmy Stoops. <laughs> Fred. <laughs> All right. Ethan. <laughs> it's, uh, so here's your, let's do some holidays today. Let's have a little fun today. It is um, talk in the third person day. Not happening. <laughs> Whenever it's ever talking the third person day, I always think of baseball Hall of Famer, leadoff man extraordinaire Ricky Henderson. Ricky used to talk about himself in the in the third person. Also in Seinfeld, Jimmy, uh, the guy who uh, punched Kramer in the face with the basketball shoes and Mel Torme, Jimmy also talked in the third person. So uh, it's National Moscow Mule, Moscow Mule Day. I can get behind that one. <laughs> Here we go. All right. So explain, uh, my mixologist friend, uh, what's in a Moscow mule? Because oh, I don't, I don't order these things. Vodka, lemon, or vodka, lime, and uh, ginger beer. I think that's correct. In a so, copper mug. Yes, in a copper mug to keep it cold and refreshing. Refreshing. Yes. yes. Uh, vodka, lime, ice, and ginger beer. How nice. About that. Look at that. Very well. Um, Oddly enough, copper I'm, mug. I've never. We're shutting had down one. copper mines, but uh, we're, we're anti-Moscow mules. I don't know where. I don't know what to do with that. There's a joke there somewhere. Have you met our mayor? Uh, so it's a, anti-everything. So Moscow is a problem right now. Yeah, mule. Right, mule. <laughs> mule is a problem. We're in Southern Arizona, for God's sake. Moscow's a problem now, but it wasn't for 20 years before that. So I don't know. It's it's all very confusing, Chris. There, you gotta yeah. you gotta have a program to keep. You've up got with the all Moscow the portion. You've got the mule portion. You've got the copper mug portion. She's probably anti-vodka too. He's a, these the only thing good cra- there is lime. This is the craziest chord changes since Giant Steps, uh, keeping up with the political narrative. Wow, look at you with the jazz reference. So proud of you. Um, it's National Mold Wine Day. <laughs> okay, then. Just a hard pass on that. Uh, it's National Unday of Unplugging. I right. can unplug a couple people. That, we're talking about devices, Sean. Oh, oh, them too. I want you to be. Unha- I want you to be happy day. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm always happy. Are you kidding me? I woke up. It's not Monday. <laughs> it's uh, Canadian Bacon Day. I'm all for that too. I like some Canadian bacon. There's nothing wrong with it. Oh, I'm. I'm. It's one of the few things from Canada I'm a fan of. The legs Benedict, baby. <laughs> yeah. No, it's. I. It's got. It's, it has its purpose out and there. And the venerable. Egg McMuffin. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say it, but I couldn't go there. I love Egg McMuffins. I'm sorry. Cancel if, me. If DeSimone does eat from a crap McDonald's, eat because usually McDonald's for me is French fries and coffee. That's the that's their two best things they do, right? And it's on a it's always on the road. Sure, and I'm, it's never be. in Tucson. I'm like in Globe. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm on the way to Pine Top. We got to go to the bathroom. You can't find anything. Like, like, everyone right. everyone knows that uh, McDonald's and Globe. We all know the one we're talking about. Um, but um, on a roadie, and it just kind of, I, I got to leave early. We're going to the next spot. A Egg McMuffin could end up in D. Simone's hand. Okay, but real fast, driving. you said McDonald's French fries. Do you know how many ingredients are McDonald's French fries? Uh, 27. There's 19. Oh, there's 19. Pretty close. But, I mean, 
Divine Bovine brought in some pretty bad. I will call them really How good looking. We'll call them really good looking French fries. And oh my there's God. only and there's only three ingredients. There's oil, potato, and salt. So I, I put this. Uh, I, I, so it pre-filled, didn't it? So this it's third. Okay. So it's I put in how many ingred, right? So it gave me how many ingredients in Dr Pepper was the first one. Twenty three. How many ingredients in a McRib? Oh, that's gotta be that's gotta be like eighty seven. <laughs> and how many ingredients in a? Um, I'll, I want to go to McRib first. <laughs> you sick puppy! I love this one. It, <laughs> Is beef stock one of the... Uh, is beef one of them? Let's go there. McRib has... Okay, look. I've got 87 ingredients. Have a, what's your guess? How many ingredients in a McRib? I'm going to go Baskin-Robbins 31. 70. Oh, wow. <laughs> Gelatin has to be one of them. So I love this one. It says 70 ingredients, including one that's particularly worrying called azodicarbonate... Dicarbonate, dicarbonate, mide. Um, it's um, it's a flour bleaching agent when not in when not used in McRib buns and habits gym mats, yoga mats, and the soles of shoes. Oh wow! It has been banned in Australia and Europe, and the English Health Safety Executive as a uh, considered to be a respiratory sensitizer. Uh, sensitizer. Wow! Let's you can't see. even pronounce it. You want me to eat it? <laughs> <laughs> That's a problem. All right, now I got to get into the uh, McDonald's French fries. Hold on, you we got, got we got thirty 60. seconds. Uh, well, I don't know. seventeen. Ah, they they removed two of them. Is what it sounds it used like. Used to be nineteen. All right, when we come back. I'll read to you what's. <laughs> you can't pronounce half of it, but they're so tasty, right? <sighs> this one's going way off the rails. Wake up! All right, Chili Peppers covering Stevie. You're on Wake Up Tucson, ten thirty. The Voice, local news and talk. Monday, Doctor D. Filippo, Joe D. Simone. Tuesday, Doctor Neil will be here from the Metroplex, and we're going to talk about all the snowpack and everything going in there. What's going on on the West? How does this affect drought? Lack of storage facilities in Arizona will be something that will hurt us in the end. But but the lakes are rising. Oh, they are. They, SRP said that they're basically their uh, all of their uh, reservoirs and stuff are pretty much full or close to it right now. So we'll see how it all plays out as we like. But, I mean, say. last year the big story was Lake Mead. We found dead bodies and you know cars and canisters and Jimmy 55, the squirrel, fifty-five gallon drums and <laughs> Jimmy the squirrel. The Greek too. <laughs> uh, Sean, um, you were going to read some of the oh, that's true. wonderful ingredients that are in the uh, oh, the seventeen ingredients in potatoes <laughs> at, at at McDonald's. A uh, so in a McDonald's French fry: potatoes, canola oil, hydrogenated soybean oil, safflower oil, natural flavor (parentheses vegetable source). Uh, dextrose, sodium, sodium acid, pyrophosphate, citric acid, preservative, dimethyl polysiloxane. God bless you. That's a, uh, and, and that's the part that's my favorite. That's an anti-foaming agent. Okay. <laughs> and you see the McDonald's commercial where they say, oh, we specifically harvest our potatoes from Idaho. They'd be a specific shape and size. And here you are with all the rest of the crud inside of it. <laughs> Uh, you know, we were doing holidays when we got caught, and there was one more day. It's a national, um, it's national cold cut day. All right, so give me some mortadella. 
It's a cold cut. <laughs> the uh, it, it, it was, so what was interesting. Cold cut for me was always a back east thing. So did you call them cold cuts back in Chicago? No, we called it lunch meat. That's what I was going to say because when I came out the, you know, I, I, I remember being at Sabino, uh, have, having my salami sandwich at Sabino High School, and someone's like, oh, what kind of lunch meat you got there, eh? You know, and I'm like. Well, they're not from Canada. Well, I mean, jeez. It, it just felt like it. <laughs> Will you come out of Minnesota yesterday or what? So, yeah, lunch meat's never. That, uh, cold cut sounds a little better. Yeah, a little more high class. <laughs> got a cold cut sandwich versus, versus a lunch meat sandwich. The, um, but, um, we have so, I mean, in, in the world of cold cuts, there's so many ways to go with this, right? Oh, sure. Right. Not just what Kent's doing at the sausage shop, but then any of your favorite sandwich places, whether it's beyond bread or, you know, Rocco's and what he's doing with his, you, what's the, the, the submarine one, the U571? Yes. 505. 505. <laughs> Sure. He's got a great sub sandwich. That's all I know. I like his Italian beef better than anybody else in town. Give me some of that hot jardinera, and while I'm there, give me some buffalo sticks. I'm happy. So I, 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 and I, that garlic sauce. Oh, it was man. it was good to see uh, Jim, the photographer, went to Rocco's. He never he never for had the them. first time. And he saw he saw my he saw mine at my 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 uh, my Your original rant that said, and said, "Hey, there's there's only one beef sandwich in town. There's a close second, Luke's. I grew up at Luke's in Chicago. My dad and Luke's are, are friends. Um, Alvernon location is the best location, but." Rocco's does it better. It's the toasting and the crispy of the bread with a little jus on the bottom and the jardinera over the top, and it's just to die for. So it'd be like my last meal if I needed one. I've been to Portillo's up in Scottsdale a couple of times. Can you just slice your shoe and dip that so in some au jus? What are, are there other things at Portillo's that are good? But if I'm going to get a Chicago style hot dog, I'm going to go see Luke's because Luke's does it better. Right, Luke's on Alvaron. That's by our Luke's up in Orange Grove. You go see the kid. So uh, uh, the Chicago style hot dog. This is the the radioactive green. <laughs> it's relish the green relish, it. and then you have the pickle spear. You have the tomatoes. You got the celery salt. So it's the pickle spear and the relish. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got raw onions. You got the little. He's sport like, yeah, pep. we got both, buddy. You got the sport peppers. <laughs> you got the Vienna dog. And you've got the roll with the little poppy seeds on it, and you're done. Okay. It's got to oh, be there's a v- two tomatoes on there too, and no ketchup. For the love of God. Yeah, I don't... Ketchup should be nowhere near a hot dog. Ketchup is only good on a barbecued hot dog by itself. Barbecue hot dog, off the grill, little ketchup, that's it. Right. All right. But on a Chicago dog, it's mustard, relish, pickles, or pickle. You have the sport peppers, you got the onions, you got the two tomato slices, you got the dog in the middle, all the good um, slather of mustard, and you're happy, happy. All right. So, again, for me, like I said, the, the two times that I'd been to the Portillo's in uh, Scottsdale, the one on Shea Boulevard there, I think it's Shea and mm-hmm. 101, it was, it was okay, but it wasn't like... It wasn't even okay. Yeah, I didn't have to go back. Yeah, I'm not going back. It's not worth the trip. Yep. It's just not. I'm not a fan of the dry beef. I don't know how you have beef that comes frozen from Chicago. You all have to do is thaw it, drip, run it through the au jus, and you're done. I don't know if they're letting it sit in the au jus, if it's on the counter and it's it's getting dry by the air or what. So the question is, is it coming from Chicago to Tucson? The beef? Frozen. Absolutely. I, well, hold on, let me finish. Is it sliced already? Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's the problem. It's, the, it's sliced in the in the, in the cryovac pack. Yeah, that's the problem. So once they open that pack and it hits the air, it's now jerky. Yeah. And then you're running that through some jus and you're putting it on a bun. No, the buns are good, but Rockwell's is better. All right. So is Luke's. The... Um, 
All right. What else do we got? Anything <laughs> else? Do you, I mean, I, I'm on this show five days a week. Is there anything you need to get off your chest? Because, you know, Ashley and I talk about you got to get your stress out sometimes. No, we want to get this. The, uh, the well, other day I, you I, guys had the FBI guy, uh, um, the playing of the FBI guy, when you played the uh, clip, and they said that they didn't, um, they didn't hinder free speech. Oh, and you're, they t- you're talking about the attorney general. Yes, and they didn't go after the uh, they didn't go after religious organizations. Yes, I-, I was trying not to scream at my radio, going, "Really, nine eleven? You never went after religious organizations. You don't go after them now, really? You're not sitting in mosques." Hmm. I find that hard to believe. Well, I mean, he they're not in the Catholic Church either. I find that hard to believe. Well, so one of the things he said was there was interesting. He said. Um, we're not pursuing any investigations. That's pr- our standard practice. Anything based on First Amendment issues, yes. freedom of free, free, free speech. Blah. And that, that just seemed a bunch of hooey. Yeah, I did, that, I'm not buying your BS. You're flinging there, buddy. It doesn't. It just didn't. It didn't pass the smell test. It's kind it of really interesting because he says, "No, we don't do that as a matter of policy." Then he was shown that he was actually doing. He's, he said, "Yeah, I saw that document too, and I didn't like it." So you are actually doing it because it was just. It's on this document that you're doing it. So, but because you say you're not, Mr. Doing Garland, it, yeah. uh, would you like to re-answer your question? So we understand that you know Katie Hobbs can't prep some of her people to go into in front of a Senate hearing in Arizona, but here's Merrick Garland, right? He's the head of the Justice Department, and you, I don't know what he thought he was getting for questions, right? But don't, don't you have people who are looking at, you know, if, if you're Josh Hawley or Cruz, right, you're going to see what are the things out there that are in the news, right, that, have, that will piss off people that are not friendly with this, with the Biden administration, right, or plays to their side. That, that, that's just the way it's going to work. So the idea that all of a sudden, and, and Merrick couldn't connect the both, right? Where he said, like Matt said, it's a policy. We don't do this, right? Mm, here's your paper. Right? You and then you it. have one of your agents saying that, and you go, oh, yeah, that was bad. You just look sloppy, right? You're just, you're just in over your head a little bit, but right? Not only over your head, you look sloppy. You have a horribly run organization because you don't know what's going on from the from the top down. But we just gave you what eighty seven thousand more agents or whatever the hell it was. That's not his department. Okay, that's true. Thank God. Well, that's not really any better. But no, it's not. I'm just. I Mer- Merrick has enough to be guilty of. Sometimes we don't need to throw stuff to be guilty on that. Not his responsibility. So, um, but top down management. He's definitely flawed. Well, and and again, so when we look at when we talk about free speech. If there's been something that's been free speech, that's a problem coming out of the Justice Department. So think about this. Remember, was it was it Merrick Garland in on the the memo that said from the remember from this the teachers union about these pe- parents uh, yelling at school boards? Yeah, remember that that mm-hmm. was from, was that from the uh, the school board association? Right, or, or or I don't know if it was Randy Weingartner or it was a school board association. I believe I thought. it was. Yeah, I think it was. Right, going to the FBI and talking about, and then the FBI saying well, they can be considered domestic terrorists, terrorists or whatever. I'm like, that seems like a free speech issue, right? We have a problem with people. Now remember, he it's both ways, right? Because he was he was cool with people threatening Supreme Court justices outside their house. Boy, that was another one that he just got wire brushed on yesterday right or in the in the clip so remember kjp when she was asked about it she said well these people are just concerned about their health care and they need to let these people know it's a whatever 
right? I think I think Biden chirped along with the same thing, right? So on one hand, free speech is protected when you're threatening the lives of a judge that doesn't agree with you on a, on a thing, right? But at the same time, if you're a, a parent yelling at school boards for locking down your kid, making them wear a mask you know doesn't work, uh, basically putting them in a situation that de- denigrates their education and mental health, you're a domestic terrorist. I mean, it was it was a train wreck. And it's, you put kids behind two years in education. But like I said yesterday, Sean, what's your, what's your I'll ask you this question, what's your faith that the the G- the GOP nationally, right, has the strategery brains and wherewithal to take these things that are said in these hearings and get it out to the regular human being that's that's not watching Fox or you know There's no hope, there's no faith, there's no I don't think the GOP does a very good job at anything. Except if you're one of their favorite token candidates, they might promote you, but that's about it. So the big GOP kept Ronna McDaniel as the chairperson. Does this matter? No. Because did you know who she was two months ago? Oh, I know who she was. I do what has she show. done in the last four years? Oh, I don't know about that. See, there's there's my answer. You well, I mean, so she, so... she hasn't reached out to you, the little peon that has a radio show that's a conservative voter, and you should have had at least something in your mailbox from her three or four times in the last four years. So I would put her in... I mean, she's not as detestable as Kelly with an I. Well, okay. neither one of them do a very good right. job. But, Shouldn't but, every but, but, voter... But what happened on their watch, right, was detestable. The GOP's one job is get out the vote, is to turn out the voters. Now, the easiest way to do that is either put everybody in an email blast or send out a mailer or put out a Facebook page or something. Hold it, hold it. You mean like even the Pima GOP, their main job in an election is get all out of the them. vote? All of them are get out the vote. They're not supposed to support specific candidates, right? Get out the no. By by far, no means are they supposed to specifically support one candidate. Have they ever done that? Oh yeah, they specific the 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 local mm-hmm. GOP. Oh yeah, absolutely. Who'd they, who'd they support? Who'd they give mm, money to? That I specifically. Don't know. I can't give you an answer on that one because they usually don't. They don't. But last not I don't want to say the last election was it the last one or one before there was issues. They are told people not to run, so, and I don't know if it's a GOP specifically down here, right? But I do know people have been told not to run before. Hell, I've told people not to run. <sighs> well, let's have that discussion when we come back. Telling people not to run. Let's have some that discussion. people shouldn't. If you're not a if you're not an electable candidate, you shouldn't run. Carrie Lake, you shouldn't run for anything. Hold that thought when we come back. Sean McCluskey, Christy Simone, and you. We got one more segment to a beautiful weekend that includes. Uh, Keep me up here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Sergio sent me this. It's the uh, North Tucson Firefighters Association is having their barbecue challenge at Naranja Park. It's on one of the soccer fields, and so kind of family fun. They do an archery shoot. Uh, if you do that, free admission. Uh, there's a <laughs> barbecue competition, food and drinks, live music, family friendly activities, raffle and merchandise. Check it out. It's over on Naranja between La Cañada and First and Oro Valley. 10 to 4 at Naranja Park. Barbecue challenge and archery shoot. 8.51 in the morning. We have the wonderful Joseph Jackson. Uh, 8.51 in the morning. Let's go to William Beard on line two. William, we're on with Chris and Sean. What's up, sir? 
good morning. Uh, you were talking earlier about, you know, get out the vote and what the party's responsibility is. And I, it, it's something that I think folks that are activists, especially, um, you know, the, the, the folks that are out there knocking doors and uh, making phone calls and what, whatnot, need to remember that the, the, the job of the party, the job of the candidates is to get maximize the amount of voters that are in your base that are actually going to turn out and vote. Bill, and I hate to interrupt you, but yeah. I'm going to, because you said the activist and maximize the vote. Those counteract each other. The activist is already informed. The maximize the vote portion of that, the people who aren't informed, like my neighbors and all the rest of those, they need to be informed. They need to be enlightened in the candidacy, that's our, the candidates that are running. They are your target audience. Quit going after the 4 by 4 voter. I don't know. I, I, I agree with you. What, what it was, what it was, the, the next part I was going to talk about is if you look at who the actual uh, uh, voters, whether they're uh, on the right, whether they're the activist, whether they're, they're somewhere in the middle, in that, in that range of folks that are in the party, whether folks like it or not, there is one, five, 10, 15 percent of the uh, Republican base voter that is not going to respond to a message that is hardcore to the right. And if your job is to maximize your overall Republican vote, but you, you're, directly to your point, if you're eliminating 5, 10, 15 percent of the folks you're going after, you're guaranteeing your candidates are going to have a much tougher time winning come November. And that's the part that, you know, and, and you've mentioned it, different candidates uh, running for statewide office, for legislative district races, for congressional races, they spend a whole lot of time in general elections focusing on those base voters, forgetting, of course, that if you start off your your campaign eliminating 10, 15, 20 percent, you know, pick your number, uh, depending upon the state uh, or, or the district you're running in, if you eliminate those number of voters from the start, your job is infinitely harder. Amen. And Carrie Lake did that from the get-go. We asked her the question on this show, are you going to change your tactic from the primary to the general? And our, our answer was, I thought that was on a conservative talk show. No, lady, you got to try to win the general. That's what we're trying to find out. So Donald Trump won 2016. Not, don't go Hillary Clinton as opponent helped, right? Cause she Absolutely. Was she was horrible. horrible. But the unwashed middle, the person who doesn't pay attention to this stuff like we do or anyone that's the, they... There's something about the guy. Name ID helped, right? But they wanted something different, and he and he appealed to the middle. Right? He didn't. That, that, he didn't that's play he the game that he played after he was elected, where he was bombastic and and mean to everybody. And that's what they turned people off. That basically, he could have won again. He just turned people off. And in the end, that populism towards that 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 that, that populism that is attractive to the middle is what's going to win elections. Sure, you need somebody who's. Even keel, level-headed, and doesn't DeSantis. I'm going to use him as an example. He's he's not perfect, but he's a good candidate because he doesn't. Ron He Yeah, because he doesn't take the bait. He doesn't take the bait. Doesn't fire back at Trump. <laughs> he doesn't take him directly on. He just says, "Hey, I'm going to run my race and do my thing. If you don't like it, too bad. Don't vote for me. We'll see what happens." Billy, thanks for the call. As always, man. Have a great weekend, sir. <laughs> Just, just something that I've said repeatedly on this show. It is about the math, and if you start by, you know, subtracting from those total number of voters you're going to attract, um, that's not going to work for you. It just is not. Amen. Amen. The GOP needs to stop digging.
You know, I told you the other day, fat cats don't chase mice. They don't know. They don't even know where the mice are at. That's the problem in the GOP. They don't know how to win elections. We haven't won an election handily in the last eight years, twelve years. We need to go back to what used to work, and they don't want to do that. They want to try all the new gimmicks and new. Fle- they chase all the flashy new new fun stuff. Um, are we uh, Dewitt as the head of the state party. Sounds like a decent thing. I like Jeff. Jeff's got good connections. He's got uh, he's got good connections in the financial world to where he can possibly maybe maybe make some change. Maybe he can get some more voters out there. Maybe he can get some more regular people to run. Maybe get some more electable candidates. I don't know. As a guy who is so tied to Trump, he does he doesn't have the perchance to say stupid crap, which I and he I, doesn't scream Trump 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 the whole time, right? You know, which is helpful because again, a lot of people in the Republican Party are. They have Trump fatigue, if you will. Oof. And you, on the other side, on the left, you have, I wouldn't call it fatigue, I'd call it um, obsession. So if you hear the name Trump, it either turns you off or it, in, it fires you up to where you want to go run through brick walls. You know when they talk about the Time Magazine person of the year, right? Donald Trump really has been the person of the last five years. Hands down. Yeah, love him or hate him, he's there. Right? He is He is part of everyone's brain, right? If you're on the left, you made, you made decisions, a political, you made political votes if you're that on the affected right, people's you lives. Same way. People right? on the right. With Trump in the back of your skull. Yeah. Right? There are Democrats that made decisions politically and governmental-wise that literally in the back of their skull, Donald Trump was there and they thought, how does this hurt Donald Trump? I mean, that's how... That's a true story. That's a true statement. If you want a guy who's lived rent-free in the most heads for the last five years, it's Donald Trump. Yep. There's still people today, Wednesday afternoon, there are people, they get together every week, and they just, they love Trump, and they they want him to run again. I'm like, he can't win. And debating with somebody who is in love with Trump is great, because when you tell them they can't win, yes, he can. Prove I mean, it. he if, just lost the last last election. So did all of his people that he that he endorsed. If you want to do one of those videos, that, that we elected Fetterman for God's yeah. sake, okay. <laughs> so if you want to have a little fun this weekend, get a camera, right? Go out to the Festival of Books and bring your life size cutout of Donald Trump, ooh, and put it right on the Pedway at the Tucson Festival of Books and just film the reaction. You'll. You'll get a lot of views from the reaction. That's a good audience, though. Tucson Festival of Books. That's like picking. That's like that's like picking you, you, on a bunch cherry of picking there <laughs> a little bit, which is just perfect. All right, what are you doing this weekend? No plans. Look I have no plans. I know we got an open house on uh, Saturday morning for one of our new listings, um, but no, we have no plans for this weekend. It's going to be whatever happens, happens. How's Baby Mac doing? Fat and happy. Just got back from Vegas. Kid's just a beast. How did Baby Mac do on the crap stables? Uh, he didn't. Which oh, he, he got a little bored in <laughs> Vegas, actually, um, because he didn't get to use his little runaround scooter thing. So as soon as we got back Monday, he was all over the place. That's what they need to do in Vegas is have the runaround scooter for adults. Oh, no. Did, what they need that is that little baby swing that, that goes back and forth that vibrates and plays a little soft music. It's like a, it'll make one of those adult size, and I'd never leave the house. Sean McCluskey, Rincon Ventures, RVRTO.com. <laughs> Sir, thank you for everything. Have a great weekend. I think you it's too. called Tito's. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you for a Triple D Monday, and then Dr. Neil on Tuesday talking about snowpack, water, drought, all that good stuff.